Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 12 of Anchored in Revelation. If this is your first time here, my name is Pooj and I'm truly humbled and grateful you took the time to tune in. This platform, it is a gift the Holy Spirit is using to minister to me and to anyone who has ears to hear. I want to start us off by wishing you a Happy New Year! It is that time of the year, right, where emotions run high and great expectations and visions are set. But in the midst of it all, we often forget the key ingredient is submit to God and have the right accountability. The power and responsibility of right accountability is huge and it can either help you stay on track with the vision set or it can derail you. It is important we understand not only are we to have the right accountability, we are to also be the right accountability partner to others. In Exodus 3, after God sees the oppression of his people, he tells Moses in verse 8, So I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Few things to make note of in this verse. 1. God is not blinded by his people's oppression and struggle, tears, and he will always provide a solution. 2. God's promise to his people is that he will rescue them. God is our rescuer. He is expressing His love and compassion and satisfying their need to have something of their own. 3. Not only will God take us out of something, He will make sure He places us into a good and spacious space that is flowing with provision. But wait a minute, there is a catch. This is the part we tend to conveniently omit. This good and spacious space is home to some powerful people. This is God saying this. God is teaching us from this verse that there are some promises that is exclusively ours and He has given us permission to go and grab what is rightfully ours. He will help us get out of and get into, but it will not be forced upon us and we need to do the due diligence. The other thing... Thing to make note of is God never gives us promises without the proper support system. Numbers chapter 1 verses 45 to 46 reads, All the Israelites 20 years old or more who were able to serve in Israel's army were counted according to their families. The total number was 603,550. This is just the count of men who were 20 and above. So the actual count, including women and children and men under 20, could definitely add up more to more than this figure. This, this is a support system God provided for his people when he gave the promise. God knows when he gives a promise, there is a weight and responsibility attached to it. So what does he do? He prepares and provides accordingly. So why then do we think we can handle life on our own? God prepared and provided his promise to an army. But yet when the time came, the accountability did not step up to the plate to its full potential. 
Twelve leaders from each tribe were sent by Moses to spy the land for forty days. When they got back, Numbers chapter thirteen verses twenty-seven to thirty reads: They gave Moses this account: We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, "We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it." Twelve people were assigned to do the same work and was motivated by the promise of God given to Moses, but only two people truly understood the assignment and took the accountability mantle seriously as it should be. Caleb said, "We can certainly do it." Joshua's response is seen in Numbers chapter fourteen, verses six. He, along with Caleb, when they heard the grumbling of the people, their immediate reaction was to tear their clothes in anguish and disappointment to what they just witnessed. Verse seven to nine reads: They said to the entire Israelite assembly, "The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, He will lead us into that land—a land flowing with milk and honey." And he will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection—it's gone. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Verse ten says, "But the whole assembly talked about stoning them." Would you look at that? They were all given God's promise. But only two people understood that we cannot get to the promise without God's help. But the promise is attainable; it's not far-fetched. When the vision and focus is on our own strength, then that of God's and the resources He has provided, we lose sight and we fall short. This is why most of us struggle to keep up with the visions and plans that are set beginning of the year. We do it based on our emotions instead of submitting to God and finding the right accountability. The accountability we have can either step up, link hands, and stand firm in what the Lord has said. They will give you the confidence and have the confidence to encourage, saying, "We can certainly do it," and remind one another that the gifts of the Lord is exceedingly good. The protection of enemies is gone because the Lord is with us. Or they can be part of the group that focuses on all the things that are against us, and will be those who are ready to stone the ones standing firm in God's foundation. Please don't think because stoning in the Bible sounds harsh, we won't be those people. Stoning in this instance is a representation of standing against the promises of God because we have allowed our arrogance, pride, and ego to take precedence. Joshua and Caleb moved in the fear of the Lord, so their reaction was seen as such. The rest of the leaders and the people lacked the fear of the Lord and forgot that they were Zion, 
God's dwelling place and rebelled not just against Moses, but they did so against the Lord Almighty. In the year 2023, I don't know what is in that vision board of yours or what resolutions you've made, but make sure to seek the Lord and ask Him for the right accountability. So like Joshua and Caleb in the book of Joshua, you too can advance and enter into the promises God has for you. I pray in the year 2023, we recognize the fear of the Lord even more than ever, the power of God and His right people in our lives who will all allow us to certainly achieve the exceedingly good things God has in store for you. I pray we will be Joshua and Caleb in this year and walk in boldness and courage as administered by the Holy Spirit. Happy 2023! I pray that this word blesses, encourages, refreshes you and your journey. Continue to be joyful, shine bright. To God the Revealer be all the glory. Amen.